0: Well, let's do something different this Sunday. You're in the mood for something different? Okay, let's look at Romans, the 12th chapter, the first two verses. I have something special for you, I believe. It looks the same. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I want to talk to you about that word reasonable again, and in regards to presenting your bodies to God, uh, in regards to presenting your bodies. Both presenting and your bodies. The presenting is an act of the priesthood. The bodies is an act of the sacrifice. In which case it is, it's pounding away. What shall I, what shall I do? Is that better? Okay. Okay. Should I make it higher or lower? There's a button there. Above the button? Is that better? Oh, and I didn't even have to go above the button. When you present your bodies, I like the word offering better than sacrifice. It is referring to two positions here. One is you presenting, and the other one is your bodies or yourself. One is the holy priesthood. The other one is the sacrifice or the offering. You are both. We're going to look at that one in a minute. But we're going to also look in respect to this word reasonable. Before that, I want to say that most translations, as I've said in the past... It says, which is your reasonable worship? Or it, some say worship service, but most say just worship. So this word reasonable is the Greek word logikos. And that is important because the Greek word logikos is used in another place, which will give you some kind of understanding of that. But before we go there, Adam, I got a job for you. Say ironic. Okay. Remind me later that there's something that's ironical about this word, reasonable. All right. You got that? You got that? You write you write that down. Yeah. Don't let me forget. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, that reasonable. Sorry. <laughs> Kind of slipped my mind there. Okay. Because this is, I think, is going to be pretty good. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to start with verse 1, uh, verse 2. 1 Peter. Now, again, we're going to back up to presenting our bodies and offering to God. This is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Did I say chapter 1, verse 2? I apologize if I did. Okay, chapter 2, verse two. Two, 2. And it says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. That's kind of a compound word there, milk of the word. Generally speaking, when you do have kind of like the words together, they usually mix them up in the Greek as a compound word. But that word, word, is the same word for that word reasonable. It is the Greek word logikos. And here it says the milk of the word. There are other places in the Bible when there is a uh, kind of an exhortation from uh, the writers as to we need to grow up and stop being babies and go on from milk to meat. Uh, But in this particular case, it is not a criticism talking about uh, desiring the sincere milk of the word. So the reason the word logicos is used there is because of the word milk is attached to it. Do you everybody follow that so far? Logicos and milk, they kind of go together there. So, logicos and reasonable kind of go together there as far as milk is concerned. Okay, now we'll go on just for a minute here. It says, that you may, that you may grow thereby, if so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Have you tasted the Lord is gracious? The Bible says in Psalm 34, taste and see the Lord is good. Amen. You know, the Lord has said that as God, he has a, he smells, right? He has an ability to smell with his uh, spiritual Nostrils, you know, whatever. And uh, because he has our prayers bottled up in heaven, according to Revelation. And he actually breaks out these spiritual bottles and he, he smells the, the fragrances of our prayers. He's also said that some of our sacrifices of labor has fragrances to them that he smells. I often wonder, does he have taste? Does he actually taste? Well, I've done more than that. I've asked him if he has taste. I wondered what kind of food he likes. He didn't answer. I think it was a kind of a... Well, I don't want to get off in that. I'll tell you later. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of meat, but chosen of God and precious. Now, this is important simply because not only is it important in regards to God's purpose in building the temple and Jesus being the chief cornerstone, which he's going to talk about, and you and I being living stones, lively stones, but it is also important because where this uh, subject is being spoken about the uh, babies to start with, and then the connection of the living stones, and then the connection which is going to go back to the Romans 12. It'll all be connected. See? And I'll I'll show you. We'll we'll, we'll just kind of try to connect a lot of dots here. And some of them have been connected over the weeks. But it says, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men and chosen of God and precious. Does anybody know where that is in the Bible without looking at your your smartphones? There. Does anybody know? This is kind of significant too, because these stones are these dots are so amazing how they just kind of connect. It is so. If you like to see dots connected, I, do you know what I'm talking about, dots connected? It, if you like to see that kind of thing, man, this is really great, all right? Um, that is in Psalms 118, verse 22, okay? It refers to Jesus Christ Christ, well, it doesn't say Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, but it refers to the stone the builders disallowed. Disallowed means rejected. The stone the builders, the builders that were building the, uh, the Solomon's Temple, the stone that they had originally had rejected, ends up becoming because of the way that it was God had designed it naturally. Becomes, ends up becoming the headstone of the corner, all right. And uh, it's interesting because if you read that in uh, Psalm one eighteen verse twenty two, it says, "And this is marvelous in your sight," because that's important. And so he says the living stone, the living stone which the builders disallowed in deed of men is but chosen of God and his precious, next one, you also as living stones. Now, it's not, when he says you also, you know what else he's saying you also are? Not just living stones, but precious. You are precious stones of God. You are living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. So you see, Right there is a dot that's connected to Romans 12.1. Because if we, if we are called of God to present anything to God, that is the function of a priest. Everybody follow that? So therefore, when he's st- stating here, you are a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God I wish I had time this today to talk about this, this part, because this is just one of the best parts ever, but I don't want to get off into it. It is so good. It's so great. I am not going to do it though. Acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Next verse. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture. And by the way, do do you see what it says? We are a what? priesthood holy priesthood a holy priesthood uh it says wherefore also it is contained in the scripture behold i lay in zion or sion a chief cornerstone now it's going back to jesus christ being, himself being the chief cornerstone elect precious and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which uh, be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the headstone of the corner. All right. So, yeah, so he's, he's talking about those and we'll, we'll talk a little bit. It'll be more, it'll be more clear in a, uh, be more clearly in a minute. Next verse. And a stone of stumbling, you see. Jesus is, you know, I remember one time when I was at Teen Challenge, there was this guy named Scott. I I don't remember any more than that. But boy, was this guy chiseled, man. I'm telling you, this guy, man, he was just, you know, he had been in uh, California Correctional Institute for a while. And his uh, favorite pastime was pumping iron and you could tell it. And he got uh, pro- uh, probated to to Teen Challenge. And man, I just remember how chiseled Scott was. But uh, being chiseled as he was, and tall and good looking, uh, he I didn't see his girlfriend, but I would imagine he had a pretty girlfriend on the outside, and the reason I say that is because she was saying, Oh, 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 come home, come to me, come to me, come to me. And he wanted to go. He wanted to leave. And so, and so he wanted to leave, and he didn't like the rules, you know. And so I saw one time right outside the chapel that Ron York, who was the man who married Jackie and I, was talking to him. And um, didn't do much good. He left anyways. But he shared something to him about the rule book. He says, you know the, the, the rules here? He says, they can be your uh, stepping stones or they can be your stumbling blocks. <laughs> it's up to you, your choice. <laughs> you know? And this is what this is about the, the stone of stumbling. It can be a rock of offense. To them which stumble at the word, you know, or it can be, you know, rock of ages for you. Even to them that stumble at the word, being disobedient, were unto also they were appointed. Next verse. But you are a chosen generation. Just say that with me. I am chosen. Do you believe that? What are you chosen for? Hmm? Have you thought about that? What are you chosen for? You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. What was it before? A holy priesthood. This time it says a royal priesthood. There's a difference between a royal priesthood and a holy priesthood. Uh, A holy priesthood is set apart for God A royal priesthood. The word royal means kingly. And you are a kingly priesthood. And what does it say? You're a kingly priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. Peculiar means a people of his own. We are, we belong to God. Amen. I'm not going to go into it because of time constraint but I would love to go into, I've been studying the Song of Solomon and I'll tell you why in a little while, but there's a song we used to sing out of Song of Solomon and it was, I am my beloved, beloved's and he is mine. Now the Song of Solomon is, Solomon is uh, basically is engaged to a woman, is gonna be his bride. And a Shulamite woman. And uh, the, there's a dialogue that's going back and forth between him and, uh, you know, and the, the daughters of Israel. And, and, uh, and, you know, just going back and forth with all these things. And he says, and she says, I'm my beloved's and he is mine. Well, in this particular place it says, peculiar people, we are his But he is also ours. Somebody say amen to that. That we. And here it is. This is the clue right here. This is the priesthood. This is the spiritual sacrifices. Remember a while ago. A holy priesthood. That we should offer up spiritual sacrifices. All right. And remember how that all started being partakers of the uh, milk of, of, you know, the, excuse me, the milk of the word. Here it says that we should show forth the praises of him who has called you. You've been chosen and you've been called. You've been called where? Out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Okay, let's go back to, to, uh, Romans 12, just a minute. And I want to talk about this just one little more time. Okay. So back there, it says, "We, uh, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, and by the way, I finally figured out why God has to beg us <laughs> to, to offer us up as as a sacrifice, for, for us to offer us up as a sacrifice. I'm not going to get to that today. But... <laughs> Boy, when I do, you're going to not love it. Anyways. It took me a while. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, because of what God has done for us, mercies of God, that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Oh, boy, I'd love to talk about that acceptable part real quick. It's interesting. Which is your reasonable service? Now, what did you say? What what was that word? Ironic? Ironic? Oh, yeah, there's some. Thank you. That's right. Isn't it ironic? Okay. Reasonable service. Now, what's that Greek word for it? Logicos. Where is that found in First Peter 2? 2. Sincere milk of the Word. Alright? Now see if, we, see if I can tie all this together, make it, make sense out of it for you. Okay. Don't forget that. You might have to remind me again, okay, because I might skip over and come back to it. What's the word? Ironic, okay. Reasonable service. Uh, First of all, when we present our bodies as a sacrifice, which is our uh, holy priesthood, royal priesthood, that we should show forth the praises of him, when we present our bodies as a sacri- as an offering to God then we as a priesthood should be following the pro- proper protocol of the priesthood you understand but this is spiritual this isn't physical this is spiritual what's the proper pro- protocol if we're presenting something to God then we have to pr- what's the proper protocol the first of all protocol is, is that we come in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot come to God except through his name. Somebody shout amen. amen. All right. And if we come through his name, we also have to come through his blood, right? Right. Because we are unclean, except that we come through his blood. Now let's back up just one second, and we're going to come back to this. Let's go to verse 2, just a minute. That's kind of backing up to verse 2. Yeah, yeah, okay. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now I am here to say that... The procedure, bad word, but I I don't have a better one for it. The procedure by which we are to present our sacrifice, our offering to God, is the good and acceptable and then perfect will of God. The good is the word agathos, and it is the Greek word, the definition of agathos, do we have anybody named Agatha in here? Do you know anybody named Agatha? It comes from the Greek word agathos, like Agatha Christie. Ma- no. So the word Agatha means beneficial will of God. Now I want to go back to Agatha in a minute because the next one is acceptable, which is eurestos. You restos means you, E-U, always in the Greek, before, means well-pleasing. Now, when you talk about something that is beneficial, it isn't generally beneficial that, to God you're talking about. You're talking about something that's beneficial to us. Right? When you're talking about something that's well-pleasing, although there is something we're going to talk about that's well-pleasing to us, you're talking about pleasing God. All right. So the first thing that we're talking about is what we come to God in first John four. It says we love God because he loved us first. And that's what that first will of God is about. The good part. Now, it is well pleasing for him to love us. All right. You understand that it is well pleasing for him to do good things to us for us but the beneficial part is to us all right the second part is when we as after we have received his love we want to give it back to him it's called reciprocation i want to love him back everybody follow that so far Okay, so it is pleasing for him to love me. But when it talks about the acceptable will of God, he's talking about it is pleasing for I want to be pleasing to give it back to him. Does that make sense to you? So when I come to present myself as an offering to God, the first thing is is that I have to understand that the basis, the protocol by which I present myself to God, is that God loves me. You see? That the reason that I, as the priesthood, can present myself to God as a holy priesthood, as a royal priesthood is because Jesus Christ shed his precious blood for me and through him I have a white garment of linen which has no sweat to me because he did all the work. Is that that beautiful so far? So when when I present myself to him, I am presenting myself to him on the basis of what he has done for me. You know, I was just, I, I, a song was running through my heart. You remember that song? This is a, uh, well, I don't think I've thought of this song, some of you may not even know it, for, for at least 45, maybe longer years. You, did you ever sing a song uh, about, uh, you know, He Healed My Body, He Saved My Soul, Dun, 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 Dun? Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He saved me just in time. Now I'm going to praise his name. Remember that song? It's like Harry's always bringing up in Psalm 116. What shall I give unto the Lord for all, for all? For all he's done for me. What's the answer to that? I got nothing to give to the Lord for all he's done for me. I drank the cup of salvation. That's what he says in Psalm 116. I'll take. Ah. But I have something to give. I give him myself. But how can I get, I can only give it back to him, see. Okay, everybody following that so far? All right, see if I can keep, keep on this plane because it's really good. So it pleased the Lord to love me, but when it says the acceptable, it pleases the Lord for me to give it back to him. I, what he's done for me, the goodwill of God is for what he has done for me. Right. Now, in this, when Jesus goes to present himself as a sacrifice, a week, he starts, the preparation starts a week before. He comes into Jerusalem on a donkey. All right? I don't want to get all, by the way, that, that, uh, we're going to celebrate that in two weeks. All right? Chris Deemer is going to be our speaker that week, by the way. All right. Two weeks from now. It's called Palm Sunday. It's going to fit together. And, and I guarantee you, no matter how incredible this is going to fit together for you, it's not even close. I can't, I'm not even going to get close to how good it fits together. He's coming into Jerusalem on a donkey. What is that? Zechariah 9.9? Predicted. Comes into Jerusalem on a donkey. Goes into the temple. And he beats the money changers out of the temple. Alright. Then he starts healing the sick. And he starts. And the the people. Now on the way in. They start throwing clothes down. Alright. And they start throwing branches down. Palm branches. Other branches. And they start singing to him. And they start saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. All right? And he comes into the temple, beats the money changers out of the temple, and the priest and the scribes come at him. And they say, He says, When the priest and the scribes, heard the people singing hosanna hosanna and saw the wonderful things that he was doing the priest said unto him don't you hear what those people are saying now why was that why why was that such a problem Do you, you know yeah you know what the problem was In Psalm 118, one while ago, verse 22, the the stone the builders rejected. By the way, just a little while later in this story, he quotes that verse. Jesus quotes Psalm 118, verse 22. The stone the builders refused has become the headstone. Okay, I'm not going to go that far, okay. But in in this instance... What happened is, and not, not at this time period, but at another time period, which was a festival that was celebrated called the Tabernacle, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, is that the, the people would lay underneath these uh, tabernacles that were like a lean-to made out of palm branches, and, and, and then they would lay under them for a week. And then at the end of the week, they would take those palm branches which are called lullabs. Two weeks from today you'll be handed out a palm branch and it will be called a lullab. All right? And they would take these palm branches and at the end of the, this would take place in October, at the end of the week they would go into the temple and they would begin to wave these palm branches and they would begin to say various lines out of Psalm 118. You follow this so far? And then on cue, the priest would go around in the circle and they would begin to quote Psalm 118, verse 25, which in the King James will say, save us. But in the Greek and Hebrew, it will say, Hosanna. You follow this? the priest would say Hosanna not the people so you see so many things are transpiring here All right so many things are going on here but one of the things that are happening is, can you hear what these people are saying that's my job that's my job that's not that's not their job. I'm the one that says Hosanna. Why is that? Because the word Hosanna means come quickly Lord and save us. And the priests were the ones that would shout that during the festival of the tabernacle feast of tabernacle. So that's why the priest says do you hear what these (laughs) that's what was bothering them the most. (laughs) So what's happening here? Jesus is making a transition of the priesthood from the Levitical order to the priesthood of the believer. <laughs> now we're going to be really good here, okay? All right. What does that, uh, that uh, word, uh, go back to the verse, verse one here. Verse one. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living offering, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Ironic. ironic thank you. Why is this ironic? Funny, you should ask this. Why is this ironic? Okay. I'll tell you in a little bit. But not right this minute. Well, maybe I will. What does the word reasonable mean? What's the Greek word? Logikos and where is it used? Sincere milk of the word. Okay. Right now, Jesus says to the priest do you not the priest says do you not hear what these people are saying the priest and the scribes okay do you not hear what these people are saying and Jesus says to them have you never read that out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Wow. Mm-hmm. Babes and sucklings, perfected praise, spiritual sacrifices that we should show forth the praises of him. You see how those dots are starting to connect? All right, okay. Okay. Now, Jesus is what? All this is in preparation of him preparing himself to be a spiritual sacrifice. Now, let's get to this word reasonable. There's something about that. What was it? Ironic. That's right. Before we do, though, there's a word that we all know well, Abba, Father, you know, and this word Abba in the Greek is kind of a universal word, it means the same thing in the Greek, in the Hebrew, in the Chaldean, you know, in Ar- Aramaic, in a- Arab, it means the same word Abba, all right? And in, if you look it up in the vines, it will say this it will say, first of all, it's interesting because the the jews in early times that when they when they spoke greek all right the jews it was forbidden in a jewish household who had slaves the slaves could call the head of the house father potter right, but they were not permitted to call him call him abba because that was much more personal And it was almost considered a proper name. It was here's the thing, it was considered the first thing that would come out of a child's mouth, a baby, that was no reason behind it. Well, there's no reason. It's like this is my daddy. Da-da, mama. I, it, is, it is without reason. It's just that he's there. He's my daddy. He's my daddy. And this is what he, it was called, Abba, Father. It's like God is my daddy. It's, there's no reason behind it. I just He's just my daddy, and I love him. you get the irony here now, logicals, milk of the word, baby, reasonable, <laughs> logicals, which is without reason. <laughs> the irony of it, I, I don't know. Did you get it? It says reasonable up there, <laughs> but Abba, milk. Baby, they don't know anything about reason. They just do it. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, let's go to Psalm 8. We'll look at this and we'll close with that. We'll close early today because I know that. uh, Now, this is what you do. The protocol for presenting yourself as an offering to God is first of all, is that God loves you. Right? The good will of God. All the things that God has done for you, through Christ Jesus, He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as He has chosen us in Him. Before the foundation of the world. Having predestinated us to the adoption. To be adopted. To the adoption of Jesus Christ by himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. It was God's good pleasure to adopt us. Whereby we are accepted in the beloved. Now... This word accepted while ago, remember what it was? Acceptable? Eurestos, well pleasing. Here's here's another irony thing. I even forgot to tell you to remind me about this one. Yes. But this is good. Look. Irony. The word acceptable, where it says that good and acceptable and perfect fruit of God was the Greek word eurestos, which means well pleasing. But this word which says whereby we are accepted in the beloved, is the Greek word karatu. It's a derivative from the Greek word charis, which is a word for grace. Karatu is good grace, is better grace, is more grace, is, you understand what he's saying there? We're accepted in the beloved, we have even more grace from God. We got more grace from God. We have tasted that God is gracious. Do you see that? How, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is like, this is what enables me. This is what qualifies me to present myself as an offering to God. Otherwise, who am I that would think that I could even do such a thing? Who am I? Well, I'm chosen of God. I'm accepted of God. I'm blessed of God. I am called of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And that I'm a baby. Now, when we go to God, and you start to be brought into the Lord. A while ago I said there are... We go by the name of Jesus. We go by the blood of Jesus. Are there any other protocols for entering into the presence of God? Thanksgiving. You know, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. So we are coming into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. We are coming into his presence through his precious love that he has for us. We are, now, now we've got to understand how God loves us. And we need to first understand that God is God. He is a spirit. He is beyond some of our understanding, but when it talks about God is our lo- is love, let's let's go let's go up the sincere milk of the word. You know when it talks about milk, it isn't talking about from a cow. What's it talking about? From God, all right. Now God isn't some pregnant woman that just had a baby and has breast. No, no, no. no, God isn't. Uh, uh. He is something that we cannot really understand. He uses these physical terms so that we can understand it. That we can understand the deep love that he has for us. When he says in, in Isaiah 49 that he is like a mother... With an infant baby that is feeding at the breast, he is trying to describe the intense love that he has for us. He's not saying we're really babies feeding at his breast. He's saying, I love you that much. Do you see that? And so when God says, when God says, Oh, Zephaniah 3 this is this is what God says the, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will joy over you with singing. That word joy over you with singing is the Hebrew word ghoul. And if this is in Strong's Concordance, this isn't some Pentecostal concordance. You go back and you look in the Strong's Concordance and you look up at the word ghoul. And I used to, I used to actually soft coat it a little bit because I didn't think it was Really, if I said what it actually said, I didn't think people would believe me. You know what it says the word ghoul means? It means to spin around under the influence of violent emotion. It doesn't say, I used to add as if. As if you were under the influence of of violent emotion. It says under the influence of violent emotion. So you know what it says? That is dancing, by the way. And this is a... The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will dance over you with singing. We sang a song from Song of Solomon. Dance with me O lover of my soul to the song of all songs roll Mats me, O oh lover of my soul, to the song of all songs. Boy, you know what? I've been reading Song of Psalms. And that's pretty low key compared to the rest of it. Hello? And then if you really look at the interpretation of what it says, it's really, whoa. You follow my saying? But he's trying to convey a meaning to us. You know, everybody begin to get this? Have you got it? God is trying to say, I'm describing it to you in terms that you live with. But it's much greater than that. It's a spiritual thing, which is like that. I love you like a mother loves her baby. And I want you to love me like a baby loves its mother. Amen. And this is what qualifies you to go and come into my presence. Why? Because if you, look, if you move on to what Jesus is all saying all there in, 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 in Matthew 21 and 22, when he's coming in to prepare to give himself as an offering, it ends up with... Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. How can the world, you know how you can, uh, there, if, if God, you can't love God until you know how much he's loved you. How can you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, soul, and strength? And you know, it's like I, I heard one speaker and I just went, oh man, that was good. And you know what he said? God loved me with all his heart and with all his mind and with all his strength. Hello? You follow that? With a father's love, with a husband's love, with a a lover's love. Do you know what the the Shulamite woman once said? I am lovesick. God wants us to be lovesick with him. Hello? Hello? Proverbs 15, it talks about being inebriated with the love of your wife. I remember preaching that one time and somebody went home and said, Pastor Don said, get drunk and make love to your wife. (laughs) I'm not making that up, by the way. Do you know God wants us to be drunk with the love of our wives? He wants us to be drunk with his love. Inebriated with his love. Drunk with his love. Hi. Hello. All right. Oh, Lord, our Lord. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Whoo. Hallelujah. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. Hallelujah. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings. You know, it's just to make sure you got the picture. This isn't just babes, you know, in Toyland. This is babes and sucklings. Hello? Babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Wait a minute. Jesus didn't say that. Do you know what he said? Who? What did he say? He says... Thou hast perfected praise instead of ordained strength. There's power in praise. There's power in praise. And what kind of power? Because of thine enemies. That you might steal the enemy. And before I forget, one of the things that I have been learning as I have been putting into practice myself to present myself as an offering and a sacrifice to God is be still and know that I am God. And it ain't easy, because I got a lot to say to God. (laughs) And I just, I spent an entire night last night keeping my mouth shut and listening to him. Jesus actually talks to me. The Father actually talks to me. Amen. Scares my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Scares my wife and everybody else. But he, he does. He, he talks to you too. I mean, Amen. come on. I'm, no, I'm nothing special. Hallelujah. That thou mightest steal the enemy and the invention. I mean, shut his mouth. That's what steal the enemy means. That means shut the devil's mouth. You can shut his mouth. What kind of praise? It says perfected praise. Jesus said that. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. What kind of praise? Well, we go back to the first verse. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength. Verse 3, when I consider thy heavens and the work of thy fingers and the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visitest him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. Hallelujah. That's how you come into the presence of God. That's just a, you know... Slightly in the ballpark start. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name.